This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome to everyone that's just tuned into Radio K Pulpit. You're with Alana Willie for you with Body Matters, and I will be your host for the next hour. I can't believe that it's 2023 already. And are you ready for this year? Are you expectant for great things to come this year? So, my question to you now is going to be Are you ready? And I'm going to end this program too with the same question. Are you ready? So today I want to talk about our bodies being the temple of the Holy Spirit. And it is God's will. Is it God's will for us to live a long life? So let me jump straight into it and let's start at the beginning. So, you know, in the beginning, God created earth and mankind. He made us in his image. He had given us dominion over the earth and to reign over all the animals in the world. So Genesis 1.26, and I'm jumping straight into scripture here, that says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our own image to be like ourselves. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. You see, the Lord made us from the dust of the earth, and he blew his breath of life into us. Therefore, we have a body and a soul, which is mind, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And in Genesis 2.27, it says, Then the Lord formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed his breath of life into man's nostrils. And the man became a living person. So we were made from the dust of the earth. You know, during this time, God dwelled with man. And man never had the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is the same spirit that lives in God and Jesus, his son. Because God himself was with them. So imagine being Adam and Eve, being created, living with God on this earth In the Garden of Eden, they never needed the Holy Spirit. They could chat to God whenever they wanted to. They could talk to him. And, you know, God gave man the legal authority to dominate the earth. You see, he had given them authority over the fish in the sea, over everything. And God entrusted man with his creation. And he had given us freedom to rule and reign over the earth. Now you must be wondering, what has this got to do with our bodies being the the temple of the Holy Spirit? But just bear with me as I just get this foundation set before we go into um, our bodies being the temple of the Holy Spirit. So what happened was the fall of mankind came when man chose to believe a lie over what God had told them to do. You see, they chose to believe Satan in the Garden of Eden, the ultimate deceiver of all mankind. Now, Satan, as you all know, was a fallen angel who sinned against God and was expelled from heaven. You see, Satan's ultimate plan was to take away the God-given authority that was entrusted to mankind and to have control and dominion over the earth and all humanity causing havoc and rebellion against God. In John fourteen thirty, it says Satan is referred to as the ruler of this world. You see, when we or Adam and Eve gave mankind authority or, or given Satan authority, 
he became the ruler of this world. You know, God um, removed them from the Garden of Eden. And because of, and because of the fall, mankind was casted out of the presence of God. You know, because God is a gentleman, he given mankind authority over the earth. And, you know, God's word, he can never take it back. He had to honor his word. He could not intervene in man's decisions, but he made a way to restore us, his creation, to himself. So let's look at God's um, plan to redeem us. You see, God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to pay the ultimate price for our sins. You see, God is spirit, and the only way he could restore creation to himself was to send Jesus in a human form. And the reason he came down as human was because only humans has authority over the earth. Um, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in him will have eternal life. You know, he lived among the people of the earth. That was Jesus. And God himself, during that time, you know, no one heard God's voice. But before Jesus came to the earth, God himself spoke to the prophets on the earth, preparing them for the coming of Christ. Mankind was sinful. You know, our world was taken over by, by Satan. Everyone was bound to die an eternal death in hell with Satan and his demonic forces. And during that time, those who believed the prophets and the word of God went once a year. And I just want to explain, going back to why was Jesus the ultimate sacrifice? You know, why did Jesus have to come? Why didn't God just, you know, zap um, Satan and, you know, just take over the world? No, he sent his son, Jesus, in human form to take back that authority that was given to humans. And... You know, before Jesus came, the prophets and the people of God would go once a year um, to the temple and they would offer a lamb as an offering for their sins. And they lived according to the law of Moses, which was written in Exodus 20, while waiting for the coming of Jesus Christ. So during Jesus' life on earth, he told the people about God. He lived a life that would demonstrate what God was like. He told them about heaven and about his Father's love for his creation. You see, what happened was Jesus was crucified on that cross. And when he left, he said, and I will send you an helper. And that helper is the Holy Spirit. And because of what God had done on the cross, we have the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is there to help us, to guide us, to show us things to come. And that Spirit is God's Spirit, God's Spirit in us. You know, before Jesus died on the cross, he said to his disciples that he would send them a helper. And I said, the Holy Spirit. And when the disciples and Jesus were filled with the Holy Spirit, they too had authority over Satan. You know, when Jesus was baptized and the Holy Spirit rested upon him, the Father God said, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. 
And when he was filled with God's spirit, only then he had the authority to heal the sick, to cast out any demonic activity. And that is why when we've got the Holy Spirit in us, we have the same authority that Jesus Christ has. And 1 John 4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is within you is greater than he who is in the world. In other words, if we accept Jesus in our lives, we accept his spirit, and his spirit that we have, we host, our bodies host the spirit of, the, of God's spirit. And that spirit has power. You know, in our own strength, we are weak. But because of the perfect spirit inside of us, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Without the spirit, we have no authority over the enemy in our lives. We are powerless and doomed for destruction. You know, the enemy doesn't bother with those who do not have God's spirit in them because they're not a threat to him. You know, um, just thinking, as I'm talking, I'm thinking about an incident that I had and I was chatting to a friend who, who doesn't really, you know, has not given her life to the Lord. And it was so hard just to, you know, talk to her about Christianity. I don't know. Sometimes it's even harder to speak to the, your own um, family or friends about Jesus. It's easier sometimes to speak to other people. But we we had this conversation and I, I said to her, you know, good people don't go to heaven. And she was so angry with me. And, um, and she said, but I, I don't like it when Christians say that. And the Lord just said to me, and, and I know at that stage she was talking about Buddhism and kind of getting involved in Buddhism. And, um, and I said to her, but um, what does Buddhism say? You know, when you die, where do you go? Because I think that is so important that if, if you have any other religion, you know, when you choose Jesus, his Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And that spirit cannot die. You know, our bodies will die, but the spirit in us cannot die. It's the spirit that sets us apart from non-Christians. And 1 John 5, 4 to 5 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So without Jesus in our, in our lives, we cannot overcome any demonic force or power on this earth. But when we get saved through faith, we become overcomers. You know, so it's important to know that, you know, it's because of the Spirit that we have eternal life. It's because we chose Jesus that we go to heaven. You know, that's the place that he's prepared for us. And all different religions, they've all got a place where they go to. And so just remember, it's not good people that go to heaven. It's people that have the Spirit of God in them because the Spirit of God gives us eternal life. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, he overcame death by becoming, by, by coming back to life on the third day. You know, when Jesus rose on the third day, he demonstrated to us, you know, that, that we will rise with Christ one day. Therefore, if we believe in Jesus, the spirit in us will not die because Jesus is still alive. His spirit is inside of us. His spirit's not dead. 
His spirit can't die. And the spirit in us, that's his spirit. God consumes us. That's why we God referred to himself to Moses as I am, which means present tense. Our bodies may die, as I said, but our spirits will eventually be with Jesus. You know, Jesus, he paid the price for our sins. He overcame death. And this means that we will not die in hell, which would have been our punishment of sin. You know, when Jesus was crucified, he became the ultimate lamb for every person on earth. And that's why I said before Jesus came, you know, the the Israelites had to go and sacrifice a lamb at the temple every year for the forgiveness of their sins. But now Jesus comes, he dies on the cross, and he becomes the ultimate lamb that takes away the sins of the world. So many people believe in many different gods, but there's only one God in the history of mankind. I believe that raised the dead, healed the sick, and rose after three days of being dead. No other God has died in front of so many witnesses and stood up alive. And it says even the people that died during that time when Jesus died, when he rose, those people rose out of the graves. Isn't that so awesome that our God Jesus is alive? And when we've got his spirit inside of us, we host his presence. And then it says, Jesus says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's only through Jesus that we have eternal life. And we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to chat about our bodies being the temple of the Holy Spirit. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, it's Alana Olifi from Body Matters. And I've just been chatting. My, my theme for today is our bodies being the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I was just chatting a little bit about the creation, um, the fall of man, and how Jesus came to redeem us from our sins, and how because of Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. So I want to talk a little bit about being created in His image and how we host the presence of God and our bodies being the temple, the temple where the Spirit of God dwells in. So we were all created in God's image, as I said earlier on. You know, God is spirit, and He's the one that breathed life into us, into our nostrils. We were created from dust. Man was made from dust. And without the breath of God, we are only dust. And if and, and if he sets his heart upon man, this is a scripture in Genesis 3.19, which says, if he sets his heart upon man, if he gathers unto himself his spirit and his breath, all flesh shall perish together, and man shall turn again unto dust. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. You know, when we commit our lives to Jesus, we become one with his spirit. And our spirit will return to God, even though our fleshly bodies, you know, will turn back into dust. You know, God made our physical bodies, but without his breath of life, you know, we, we will never be alive. We can't be alive. And I just want to touch on 
us hosting the presence of God. You see, when we commit our lives to Jesus, we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice unto him. We become the vehicle that carries his presence, the body being the vehicle. So in Galatians 2.20, it says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ in me. You know, that is sacrifice. When we become a living sacrifice for God, we, we commit our lives, we offer our bodies to be a vehicle for him. We are the hands and feet of Christ. So let me continue. So I live in this earthly body made of dust, but trusting the Son of God who beloved me and gave himself for me. In 1 Corinthians six nineteen, it says, Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You know, our bodies are consumed by God's presence. God is spirit and his spirit is in us. You know, a temple is a place in the Old Testament where God's presence used to dwell. It used to be a building. And today there isn't a building. God's presence is within us. Today God himself, through the Holy Spirit, dwells within us. And as I said, by accepting Jesus in our lives, we surrender our will, our mind, and our emotions under his authorities. We make our bodies available so that God can accomplish his will and his purpose in us and through us on this earth. And because of the fall, our bodies are perishing daily. You know, we are all doomed to die one day. But because, as I said, God's spirit that dwells within us and we've committed our lives to him, we are guaranteed to live even though our bodies may die. You know, the reason why our spirit cannot die, as I said, is because God is alive. He's alive. He cannot die. He's the same as he was yesterday, today, and in the future. His name is I Am. Corinthians four sixteen to 18 says, Therefore do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is only temporary. You know, our bodies are temporary everything that we see is temporary but when we fix our eyes on God you know we live in a natural world but the minute we give our lives to the Lord we live in a supernatural world we can tap in to the supernatural and that is what is unseen and therefore we can clearly see that this life is only temporary and our bodies are going to perish but God's spirit in us can never die, can never perish. You know, sometimes people wonder, is it God's heart for me to live a long life? And I believe that our bodies are so valuable to God while we are alive. In John 3, 
1 to 2, it says, Dear friends, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. You know, I've heard so many people say when they're sick, you know, maybe God allowed it. Maybe it's God's will. Maybe God wants to teach me a lesson. You know that God doesn't want us to be sick. Sickness is not from him. It's not his will for us. You know, in heaven, no one is sick. No one is depressed. No one is ill. No one is, um, you know, um, trusting for anything. And the Lord says in his word, when we pray, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, God wants to bring heaven to earth. He wants us as believers to live the same as we would live in heaven because God is establishing his kingdom on earth and therefore he wants us to live a long life. You know, we need to look after our bodies because it's God's dwelling place. You know, as long as we are healthy, and I remember Joyce Myers always saying, the Lord told her, look after your body because I want to use you. God doesn't like premature death. God says he wants us to live long lives. The longer we live, the more useful we are to God. So we need to look after our bodies, and it's his will that we live a long life. Psalm 91, 15 to 16 says, And he will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. And I want to stipulate that again. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. You know, John 10, 10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I came so that you may have life and have it in abundance. It's the enemy that wants to destroy you. Sickness and diseases are not from God. God wants us to live long lives on this earth. Because as long as we are physically alive, we can host his presence. And he can use us to accomplish his will on this earth. It is through us that God can establish heaven on earth. You know, it says that heaven will come on earth. And it's only through God, through his believers, that he can establish that. And we are useful to God. And this is the reason why the devil wants to cut our lives short. You know, as I said, premature death is not from God. In Isaiah 65, 22, it says, For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people, my chosen ones. My chosen ones will live long and enjoy the works of their hands. And so I just want to stipulate that God wants you to live a long life. He wants you to be busy with his work. You know, as long as you are fulfilling your purpose. You know, sometimes when people pass on, then we say, but you know, their purpose has been fulfilled. That's why God had taken them. And that's why I believe not to be idle, but always to be busy with God's work. Because you're useful to God. God can use you. And God wants to extend your life. He wants you to live a long life. 
because he needs you and I on this earth. And therefore, we need to take care of our physical bodies. You know, God is interested in the smallest details of our lives. You know, it's he wants us to eat healthy. He wants us to to um, go for our walks, to exercise. And sometimes we, we neglect our physical bodies because we think God's only interested in the spiritual side. No, God wants you to live life to the full. He wants you to enjoy your body that he gave you. You know, sometimes we just need to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the body that you've given me. Thank you that we're healthy and alive. You know, it says, it's not I who lives, but Christ who lives within me. Our bodies are a sacrifice unto him. The longer we take care of it, the more we look after it, the longer God can use us, the longer we can live. And I know life and death is in ultimately in God's hands. But we've also got a part to play to look after our bodies. So what happens to our bodies when we die? You know, when, when we do die, our bodies will suffer disintegration, whether through decay um, or fire. You know, some people wonder, you know, is it right to be buried? Is it right to be cremated? You know, at the end of the day, it will all return to the earth where it originally came from. You know, we were created with dust. And I believe, you know, that the method of burial, and I'm just touching on this because I know sometimes there's a, um, you know, people debate about it. I don't think it matters to God how you are, whether you're cremated or whether you're buried. What we choose to do with the dust is not important to God as where your spirit is going after you die. And as Christians, we don't live according to the laws or rituals or customs. You know, God's not interested in what you do. We are set free from the law and religion. In 2 Corinthians 3.17, it says, now the, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You know, funerals or burials are there to celebrate and honor one's life. And should be done in a way that is pleasing unto the Lord. You know, with a clean conscience. You know, the Lord says, it's according to your conscience. Do according to your conscience what you feel is right. And then I just want to read 1 Corinthians 15, 42 to 57. It says, so will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there's a natural body, there's also a spiritual body. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam a, live, a life-giving spirit. And that is talking about Adam being the forerunner of Jesus Christ, the last Adam. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural. And after the spiritual, the first man was of the dust of the earth. The second man is of heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And as is... The heavenly man, 
so also are those who are of heaven. And just as we have borne the image of earthly man, so we shall bear the image of the heavenly man. And I know that is such a mouthful. So go read it again in 1 Corinthians 15, 42 to 57. But let's just take a break and then we'll come back shortly. Welcome back. You're with Alain at Willie Free with Body Matters. And I've just been chatting about our bodies being the temple of the Holy Spirit and God and the way that we host God's spirit within us. And what happens when we when we pass on? Where does our spirit go? And I know so many people also debate about whether they should be buried or cremated. And I just believe that it is, you know, our bodies will eventually become dust again. But it's where our spirit um, goes. That's all that matters to God. And I ended off with a with a scripture earlier on in um, 1 Corinthians 15, 42, verse 57. But I just want to pick up again from 1 Corinthians 15, verse 50. And it says, I declare to you, brother, brothers and sisters, that the flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised, imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable. And the mortal will be immortal. You see, when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with the immortality, then the saying that it is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. So where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And as I said, it's such a mouthful. But as I want to encourage you, go and read 1 Corinthians 15, 42 to 57. So my question to you today is, are you ready? And I said at the beginning, are you ready? This is a new year. We don't know what God has in store for us this year. We don't actually even know what's going to happen in the next hour or the next day. So my question is, are you ready? You know, many people talk about the end times. They talk about the rapture. You know, and it can be such a frightening thing to speak about. And But I personally believe that we should not even concern ourselves about that too much. In Matthew 24 verse 36 it says, No one knows the hour, not even the angels in heaven, or the Son of Man, but only the Father. And you know, we need to be ready as Christians at all times. Maybe you're not even a Christian. It says that the coming of man will be like the days of Noah. People were, were eating, they were drinking, you know, and then suddenly the flood came. And if I think back at COVID, that came, it was suddenly, suddenly the whole world was upside down. 
No one prepared for it. One day we've heard the news, two days down the line we were all in lockdown. I know for so many of us it felt like already the end of the world. You see, the reality is, and I know this is something my mother always says to me, because I always chat about it to her, about the end of the world, and, you know, we're living in the times. And the one thing that my mom said to me that is so powerful, she says, don't worry about the end of the times. Worry about your time. You know, the day that you breathe your last breath is the end of your world. It's the end of your time. And my question today is, and I know it's a very serious topic, my question to you is, are you ready? You know, while you have breath in you and you still can call upon the name of the Lord, it's your time of grace. You know, the time that you are alive is the time of grace because it says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. You can still call on his name, but the minute you breathe your last breath, if you never called on the name of the Lord, that grace is gone. There's no time. The time is up. So sometimes we don't need to focus on the big picture of the end times, what's going to happen. Look at your life and say, am I ready? And so I just want to pray for you today. Maybe you've drifted from God. Maybe this year is the turning around time for you to get your eyes fixed on Jesus, to give your life back to him. Maybe you've never given your life to him. Maybe you have backslidden and you, you know, you just feel like, oh, I've messed up so much. You know, my life is in such a mess. I have to get it right first before I come to Jesus. You know, you cannot do, the, the word of God says, you cannot do anything without God. Without God, you are nothing. You can't fix yourself. Did you know that? You can't fix yourself. None of us will ever be ready or good enough for God because the, even the word of God says no one is good. We all fall short of the glory of God. Even as believers, we're not perfect. It's only because we have a perfect spirit, God's spirit in us, that we are perfect. We don't deserve eternal life. We don't deserve, none of us deserve. It's because of God's grace and his mercy. And as I said earlier on, you know, good people don't go to heaven. Only those who've got the spirit of God in them can go to heaven because the spirit inside of you cannot die. And when you become one with God's spirit, your spirit will live an eternal life. So if you want to commit your life to the Lord today, I just want you to repeat after me. And you know you've got nothing to lose. Because if in your own strength you cannot do anything, but in God's strength you are more than an overcomer in Christ Jesus. You know you don't have to change. You don't have to do anything. God is calling you just as you are. He called the disciples just as they are. They said, leave everything and come. I will make you fishermen of men. So my heart for you today is, don't you want to start 2023 on a new slate with Jesus Christ? 
When you give your life to Him, He makes you new. He gives you a second chance. And I want to give you that second chance today to make that commitment. So if I'm talking to you today, just close your eyes. Just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I know I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean with your blood. Consume me, Father, with your spirit. I want to make you Lord and God over my life. I surrender my life in your hands. Help me, Lord. Heal me, Lord. Deliver me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that I belong to you. If you've prayed that prayer, that is a step of faith. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Spend time in His Word. Join a church. Get involved. Surround yourself with godly people. And there is nothing that you can do on your own. God will do the work in you. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And the Lord has given you a second chance. Call on Him. Spend time with Him. Because God misses you. So Lord, I just thank you for every listener. And I pray for this year, Lord, that they will draw nearer and nearer to you. God, that they will experience you in an awesome way, Lord. That they may encounter you, Father, that you will become so real in their lives, Father. Lord, that you will do mighty miracles in their lives. I even pray for those who are listening to my voice, Father, those who need healing right now, Father. I pray your healing power, whether it's physically, whether it's emotionally, whether it's anxiety, whether it's fear or depression, Father, send your word right now. Yield them. Deliver them from destruction, Father. Lord, I pray that you will become so tangible in their lives, Father, and so real. Lord, touch their hearts right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. And unfortunately, it's the end of my program, but I trust that you will have a blessed year and I'll see you next week at the same time. From me, Alana Willifier, goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.